Thank you, everybody, for listening to the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life podcast. Uh, this is number 176 in the series. Thank you to FXR Racing. Gentleman on the uh, on the call here uses FXR Racing, and uh, so does Phil Nicoletti and Enzo Lopes and Troll Train, Mike Brown, Kiefer. Uh, hold on, head over to fxrracing.com and uh, to see the latest and greatest from those guys. They're industry standard among both amateur and pro ranks with their ever-evolving gear lines that provide quality, durability, at the same time extreme comfort. It's no doubt FXR is the number one choice for many racers out there. And you, if you're listening to this and you're you're watching Supercross for a number of years, there's no doubt that FXR Racing is more and more of a presence out there uh, every Saturday night. So please check out what they've got. Uh, some of their stuff is really, really good looking. Uh, thank you to FXR Racing and Race Tech Suspension as well. Zombie Blows is actually using Race Tech, and he's going to be a Race Tech service center as well out there in Arizona. They've got service centers all across America. Uh, Malcolm Stewart used Race Tech stuff to win Montreal Supercross a few years ago. Um, the Solitaire guys use Race Tech motors and suspension work. So get your bike working right. By using the Race Tech stuff, call them up, get some maintenance done, uh, get your suspension working, racetech.com. Tell them you listen to Pulp, and they will uh, also give you a bit of a, a show discount. So thanks, uh, thanks to Race Tech. Thank you to uh, FXR Racing. Thank you to Roost MX, Namira Pistons, Firepower, Maxis Tires, all on board this podcast as well. We'll tell you more about them later. But let's get into our guest this week on the Privateer Island podcast. He, uh, at one time... Uh, was actually uh, had rides with a number of teams in Europe and up in Canada. He's privateering it in the uh, USA this year. He is two for two in the 250 uh, Supercross East main event series to start. It's Marshall Weldon. What's up, Marsh? How are you, man? Hey, Steve. How are you? Nice, uh, nice talking. Just uh, grateful to be here. Thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. You're like I said off the top. You're two for two, and like you're. You came in late uh, with with an injury, and when I went to club in December, you had just gotten back on the bike. Um, and I don't know, man it's a it's a it's a deeper class in the West. I got to be honest, Marsh. I didn't have you making mains, especially not off the bat. But dude, you are riding really well. Are you happy? Um, thanks, Stevie. Yeah, I, I am actually happy with everything. Uh, like you said, when you saw me back in December, I probably had like a week or two back on the bike and took a a good three months off and it felt like I was kind of reteaching myself everything. Sometimes you come back from an injury and you're faster right off the bat. And that just wasn't the case this time. Uh, it just felt like I lost a lot of confidence, mm -hmm. uh, with my riding with the shoulder injury. It's, you know, I've had it come out so many times now. So, uh, I don't know, just, uh, I haven't been on supercross in, in a good three years and new bike, new everything. And yeah. it took, it, it was a very slow transition for me. And, I went from, you know, being way far off the back to just, you know, kind of being back in the group. So I'm grateful to even be able to push with the guys here. I'm living at club full time. So mm -hmm. it's uh, it's cool to have just a group to push with. We're all kind of in the same range, it seems like. Uh, how is the shoulder? So you, what? What? Uh, so did they, did they do the little bone thing to stop it from coming out again? Or did they tighten up the, the rotator cuff? Or what did they do? Uh, yeah, I had labrum surgery. Okay. Uh, they did... Um, they did a scope procedure where they went in in four locations and just, I, I guess he tightened up the labrum to keep it tighter in the socket. And yep. it still bothers me every day. I mean, it, I'm, I'm a good four months deep. I got it September 24th. So I don't know where that puts me at now, but it's, it's been a while. And, oh, so uh, I was wondering, so it's not even hundred percent really it still kind of bugs you. That, that's kind of what everyone warned me with too is, you know, <laughs> They're like, oh, don't get the surgery. It's still going to bother you after. But the problem was 
the last time it came out, I was swimming. I wasn't even riding a dirt bike. It was like, you know, it was just getting to the point where it's doing everyday life. It came out. So I felt like I had to do something. Mm hmm. And I, I did pull the trigger on it, and it's it's been great. I just uh, I still have some pain with it, so I'm hoping, you know, with, yeah. with time it heals the wounds. Uh, Minneapolis, uh, your first Supercross in like what you said, three years, right? Uh, 2019 was the last time. Mm -hmm. um, you come out, you're you're 21st overall in qualifying, uh, right behind Josh Osby, of course, who you ride with a lot out there. Um, did that surprise you in that field? Like we were talking about Minneapolis. Uh, and, you know, guys like Lane Shaw and Kilroy. I mean, some of these guys had their lap times taken away. But even still, Jace Kessler, uh, Luke Neese, they didn't make the night show. Um, and you were 21st. So, like, were you right away feeling pretty pretty good? I Yeah, like I said, I really had no expectations coming into the season. And I think it was almost a blessing to get that C practice for uh, – because I, I didn't even make the B practice. I was C practice. Yeah. And <laughs> I think it, you know, it worked in my advantage, and I, I, I had no expectations coming into the race because I, I had not looked at the the depth chart, but I did hear someone around club say that there's 70 people signed up. So then, you know, I deleted my social media in November, and it's just been kind of going rogue and training and riding really? and trying not to focus on anybody else. So it's just been just been solo me here, and uh, so I, I hadn't really thought of everybody else in the mix, and you know, I. I didn't really know what to expect coming into Minnesota. Yeah. It, it just kind of, I want to go and try and ride just, just to have fun. And that's kind of, that's the whole goal this year. I don't really have a number or expectation. It'd be great to be in as many main events as I can, but yeah. really just trying to get back the feel of riding supercross and turn it into something that I'm good at because it's never, it's always been something I've struggled more. So, so I'm trying to just have a different approach at it. Yeah. I was going to say, so, you know, the last time we saw you in supercross, Brock Tickle was working with you. Um, you had a good bike. Uh, you spent some money on some good stuff on a KTM, and I don't know. Would you make two mains before you got hurt or something? Yeah, now, I made two out of four mains. I think it yeah. wasn't nothing to brag about. Right, and now you are a uh, full privateer. I mean, dude, you were hitting me up to try to get a deal on an exhaust, not a free one. You were just looking for a deal. This is the kind of level you're at. Um, yeah. Well, and, and turns you, out I couldn't even get a deal from you. I just paid a thousand dollars. Did one. you really? Jeez, I tried, dude. I tried, but my point being is like. When you were spending a little more money on your program and working with Tick and you're having better bikes, let's say, better parts on your bike, you were not as good as you are now where you're paying for an exhaust and you are full privateer. So, And you're older. You haven't raced again in three years, super cost. So, like, to me, this is awesome. Um, this is a real, real cool story. Thanks. Yeah, and I think it's something to be said, like, taking a step back and just focusing mm -hmm. on the core essentials of it and that is just riding your dirt bike as much as you can so that's kind of where i've shifted my focus and i haven't put much time in off the bike training and everything else i've been my own mechanic working on everything yeah. and it's kind of just like ride as much as i can and enjoy the riding as much as i can because i feel like that's something that we all lose when you get kind of beat down with results or whatever else mm-hmm and so that's kind of just been my focus. Just uh, trying to enjoy it. How have you felt in the mains? How have you done Triple Crown? This was your first Triple Crown, I, I would guess. Um, how have you felt once you've got, gotten in the mains? Uh, first one, I didn't get a chance to feel much because I jumped uh, on a tough block on the first first little jump in Minnesota, and uh, my bike was mounted like it was sitting <laughs> on a stand. So I was like doing the rock back and forth, couldn't get it off, and. Then, uh, so I just kind of, I went lap down on lap one. So yeah. I, 
my, whatever, I made it. You know, I was here and I sent it. I found a hole on the start and I went for it. Didn't work out. Yep. And uh, so then to make the next one, the the first main was pretty cool for me. I finished 12th. You know, I feel like that's a pretty solid position in uh, the Triple Crown. And then the next uh, next one, I made a, another not-so-smart decision. I tried to double into a turn when a rider went single-single, and I didn't. It's so hard to read last minute like that. Yeah, like, yeah. You don't really know what the person's doing in front of you, and you don't want to get landed on. And then, yeah. So I made a dumb decision, jumped into someone, and then kind of just rode around. But um, I didn't ride around. I just kind of rode my race. It was already so far off the back. Mm-hmm. And it's like at that point didn't really matter and uh what ended up happening was my inner nut on my clutch uh basket yeah clutch basket there you go came loose and it was like i I lost my clutch for about half of that race so i kind (laughs) of just i didn't know what it was i didn't know if i busted my cable in the crash or something weird and i I didn't know so i got back and i tore my clutch apart quick because I'm my own mechanic, so yeah. I was like tearing my bike apart frantically in the rain in Dallas, and then it was like <laughs> I found that it was loose, so I re uh, got some Loctite and I like re-impacted it, and I it, wow, you know they have like a punch on it to yeah. tighten up that nut. So yep. by the time I basically by the time I made it to the third main, I was just like <laughs> you've been through a I lot. I was done at that point. <laughs> like I was like you know what, which I ran good in the third one. I just I really did just run out of steam, and it, it was I think accumulation from. I did every single session that day from the LCQ and yep. it's that added up to me. And then the, every main event feels like a 15. It doesn't feel like, a 10. <laughs> like you don't really get like the shorter feel of the main. Yeah. But well, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm impressed I, you whipped off your yeah, clutch, so. uh, your clutch cover and did all that. I'm impressed you did all that. Good job, Marsh. Thanks. Yeah. Um, it was just a big day. Yeah. Yeah. A lot going on. I was going to ask you about the time between races, but this wasn't even a normal triple crown for you. You had no time to sort of no. c- collect yourself and, and, you know, no, it, was, you know. it was a rush every time. Right. Do you think you're improved supercross skills? Uh, you mentioned, you know, you're working more on the bike, riding your dirt bike more than, than uh, bicycling and all that, that kind of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that why you're better? Do you think just the, the atmosphere at club and the motos at club and everything, like I said, when I, like I said earlier, when I was there, you were riding with the other group, the uh you weren't quite where you need to be with the your B shoulder group. the b group yeah. do, you, do you think though that this is why you're better uh the week the weekly stuff uh i really do and i think a lot of it has to do with the environment with who i'm riding with mm-hmm. um like see garrett and garrett marchbanks and brayton and even like kyle peters and enzo i'm not giving phil any clout yeah, because no. he doesn't deserve it but no. um those guys are very like technically sound with doing the little things right Mm -hmm. and when you can see like the the mirror image when they're riding the same track as you doing the same rhythms and it's like okay well there's no reason i shouldn't be going that fast so you kind of pick up on their on the little things and it 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 really helps you find speed quick because when someone does it better than you right in front of you it's kind of just an easy copy like oh okay just go do that yeah well that's uh, that's interesting because yeah you're an older guy and supercross has never been your forte but when you break it down like you just did marsh that makes a lot of sense where you're like well look he's not doing four out of the turn you know he's doing three just Mm -hmm. like me so what next do i you know you got to charge between jumps you got to nail your landings you know that kind of stuff so yeah Yeah, i mean a lot of it i've I've just taken 
an iPad and I video me and I video other people and then I'll sit back in the cabin after riding and I'll study kind of mm, nice kind of yeah what you know where I can be better what I can do as far as body position I find myself always riding off the back a little too much like I'm always Mo- I, motocross I'm always style that's your motocross endo. style <laughs> <laughs> I always think I'm gonna death endo so I'm like I'm waiting for a big huck so yeah yeah <laughs> I'm trying to get used to that yeah yeah really right uh has uh as andy and uh and the boys at fxr have they gotten you more gear because you're two for two for main events so have we gotten a yeah deal? they've been keeping me dialed brad's okay. been great all right well tell brad you get some you need some more gear because i mean you're oh, two we, got for two. Some, we got something coming this weekend maybe. oh really oh nice oh yeah okay fxr racing race tech <laughs> suspension i also want to thank the folks at roost mx roost uh, mx.net 48 hour turnaround t-shirts backpacks sticker kits they can customize your number plates your uh, your radiator shrouds kits and everything else put your name and number on that all of that with a 48 hour turnaround pulp nation is the code to save 20 percent roost mx.net Follow them at RoostMX for monthly sales. If you have a little guy and he has a Cobra, uh, they are the official place to get Cobra merch. So thank you to RoostMX. And, of course, Namira Pistons as well. Since 2001, Namira has been supplying factory-level pistons and gaskets for every make and model, from two wheels to four. From weekend warriors to top athletes, Namira's advanced piston tech has increased engine performance and reliability without increasing your budget. Follow them on Instagram uh, or online at Namira.com, and uh, they're always doing cool stuff in District 23 and giveaways and everything else. So if you need a top-end kit, two-stroke or four-stroke, Namira.com for more information. Um, so, yeah, you're, you're better than ever in Soupy, which is awesome uh, for sure. Um, and, okay, so you're just full privateer, Marshall. Like, you're driving yourself, no mechanic, that's it? Uh, first two, um, Julian from PRMX really helped me out. He took uh, – well, actually, the Club MX team took my bikes to Minnesota. So okay. I've had a little help along the way. Um, Brandon hooked me up with the take my bike to Minnesota, so I flew, and then Julian from PRMX took my bike from Minnesota to Dallas. Mm-hmm. And they're bringing it from Dallas to Daytona, but just because those are a good twenty-hour one-way drive from where I'm at, I decided to fly to those first two, and then I'll, I'll probably be driving to the rest of these out of my van. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you'll be full full privateer life. Yeah. It's uh. Oh. Yeah. I just kind of scabbed it together. Right. Um. Had a the first mechanic I had didn't work out. And then second one, I had my buddy Travis beam do it this weekend. So oh, beam was your mechanic. Um, I did not yeah, know this. Beam so. was the mechanic. Oh. It's pretty legendary. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, what, <laughs> is he a mechanic? I don't even like, is he like a real mechanic or no? No, nah, he, he, he did his best. He was there for moral support and okay. we got, we got it done. Okay. So. Good. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tell beam, I'm still looking for my livid extreme cycle kit. So, Okay. Yeah. Get, get <laughs> so on. Are a lot of people, I'm sure. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, hey, so uh, that's interesting. So, have you 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 riding Yamaha? Um, uh, you rode Cowie. I'll get into the, your Canadian stuff with Cowie in a second. But uh, why'd you choose the Yamaha? And then something that came to my mind this week was, I wonder if Club has a injury. If that's why Marsh is doing this, is there anything uh, to that? There's there is a little bit. Um, to start it all off, I actually. Um, you know, I talked to Brandon before I even started any of this, and we kind of like I asked him if he could help me out with some of the same people that you know they use for the team mm-hmm. that I could maybe you know help because he has a solid bike right off the go, and I know like as a privateer you can do R and D, you know, and then build the bike and yeah. ride it and do everything all in one. So I was trying to skip the R and D stuff and just have a good package right from the go. So I did kind of mimic um, what club uses for you know, engine and suspension. Mm-hmm. Um, Craig, Craig's been great with, uh, help with Enzo and also Jamie's cut me, cut me right in the program. So I'm 
really grateful that they've kind of stepped up to help me just be a privateer. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is kind of, I just kind of went the Yamaha route because I'm living here. And I figured if there is some like one-off thing, like, you know, let's say a wiring harness goes bad or yeah. some weird thing, then it's like, at least they kind of have some stock and then I can kind of just, you know, yeah. so there was, it at, there, was some thought, my, yeah, there, there was some thought to this. Yeah, there was. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's that um, was the main direction. And I think if I'm Brandon, the owner of a club, I'm like, sure, Marsh, but I'm not helping you because you haven't ridden Supercross for three years and I have no idea where you're at. So that's completely understandable right, on right. anyone's part. You know, yeah. I, I don't, I didn't even know where I'd be at. I didn't have any confidence in myself to start off with. Yeah. So I couldn't even say, yeah, I'd like to be a main event guy. I didn't even know if I'd <laughs> like the night show thing in Minnesota. I didn't even know if that, I'm like, damn, you know, right. I didn't know where I'd stack up. No, well, why Gannon and I were talking about you and I'm just like, dude, he was. He wasn't that good last time he rode with Brock Tickle and uh, a more help, and he was younger, and, and and he wasn't that good two for four in the main events before he got hurt. So I'm like, I don't know where he could be. Like, this is fantasy stuff, you know? Um, and then you qualify in the top 22, and I'm like, oh, well, look at this. Look at Marsh. Speaking you know? of fantasy, yeah. I can't believe I want, even, I want it to a 10 handicap. That was I don't know if I've ever been that low. <laughs> yeah, that probably, probably not, right? <laughs> this um, weekend might even be lower. So, uh, how close is your bike to Phil's and, and these guys? Obviously, well, Phil's got different suspension, but say uh, a Jace Owen, how 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 much are you? You mentioned twisted, uh, Jamie doing the motors, and, and they're and, identical. Oh, they are. Okay, so yeah. I was talking about Phil's bike. Now, again, he's got some help from KYB that others don't, but uh, that bike looks really good. And so, your bike is really good. You got to be because ha- your starts have been good. So, you must be happy with the bike. I am. I am happy with it actually. Um, it's uh it's been a lot to i mean i assembled the race bike from a frame myself like i my race bike actually had about 25 hours on it before i started so i rode that just as a stock bike and then um both my bikes that i have have around equal time on it so i i, de- I went with a different approach i didn't want to have like a race bike that was brand new that i put barely any time on i mm-hmm. figured if i'm if i'm buying the bikes and using them i might as well use them you know and actually get the full life out of it so and also, I didn't want to have that uncomfy feeling, like from practice bike to race bike. But yeah, I had to clean my, basically clean a practice frame, mm-hmm. t- you know, tore it down to nothing and got it back up. So um, it was, it's just a lot to, <laughs> to take on. <laughs> it's more than more than you really realize after yeah. you've been away from it for that long. No, for sure. Now you you raced in Canada the last few years and had some success um, in both classes up there. Uh, I imagine you could have gone back. Like COVID, obviously, has really devastated the Canadian moto industry and the teams and everything. But um, I was surprised to hear that you were just out uh, on there. Did you not like the experience? Did you? Because I mean, I gotta think you can make more money up there, even with the way things have been. Um, talk about leaving, deciding not to race up there again. Uh, yeah, I'm, I haven't ruled it out completely for the summertime yet. Okay. Um, but yeah, the the Cowie team they actually didn't even give me an offer for uh, next year, so that kind of spoke a bit of volume. When I feel like I kind of performed well enough to at least receive a call back after my two year contract was up. But um, yeah, he kind of just left me out to dry. Um, really, huh? That's, that's kind of how it goes. I, I, I didn't. Was there some? Was there hard feelings or something? Or like what? I I wouldn't say I'm very like very good with them at this point because i I mean i I think i finished 21 out of 24 races Uh on the podium with every single time i you know total out of the two years and yeah i feel like that deserved at least an offer and i I I, I didn't even get an offer so um i don't know if i would have went that route anyways Mm -hmm. i i don't really know i really want to get back in the supercross scene i feel like my racecraft is kind of 
fallen off a little bit from racing up there just because there's there is only you know probably four or five good guys you race against each time and then it's like you kind of are yeah. sifting through the pack a little bit so i i didn't want my racecraft to to decline i feel like i was kind of at a turning point I'm like 26 do i keep racing and yeah keep sending it and if i do it like i feel like i'm gonna do it right i don't want to i don't want to do it just to collect a paycheck so um that's kind of why i'm doing the privateer thing i'm trying not to cut any corners with the bike and the riding Mm -hmm. yeah if you're gonna do it you're gonna do it right yeah and i feel like usa supercross is is the highest level of competition there is so yeah um and i i'm like you know what if i'm gonna race i might as well try and yeah. Try and race. So. so financially, though, certainly what you're doing now is not as good as what you were doing in Canada. It's not sustainable at all. No, it's very. <laughs> <laughs> are you going terrible. through? Are you going through your Canadian uh, winnings to, to do this? Uh, I've invested some of my earnings yep. into my program, and I have some help from a couple local sponsors as well. Okay, it's not extremely bad, but yeah. it, it definitely doesn't feel good on my wallet. No, no for sure not, I, I would imagine. Marshall Welton here on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast 176. Um, did Other than, you know, I mean, I, I, I got to think there's more to the story, Marsh, than what you're not telling us publicly on this Canadian thing, but that's okay. No, it's, there's it's really not. Life. It's that black and white. Like, <laughs> I don't they, get, didn't, yeah. they didn't call me back. They didn't send me, you know, like, yeah. Hey, thanks for working with us for two years. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. <laughs> There's literally nothing to it. It's just okay. Your contract's up, and right, we hired somebody else instead. Right. So, so are there spots there that uh, if you said you haven't made your mind up for the summer, is there is there a couple of things you're eyeing up, or a couple of people like Julian, maybe one of them that maybe maybe going back up? But is, do you have a couple landing spots if you do want to pursue it? An idea. I've talked yeah. to a couple teams uh, yeah. in Canada. I've talked to uh, Kevin Tyler a little bit, and I've also yep. talked. Uh, um, Alex from Cobra Quid, Tyler Medallia's team, and I'm sh- I haven't talked to Julian about it specifically, but yeah, yeah. I- I've definitely poked around, kind of seeing what's kind of available. Right. But um, ultimately, if if I can't really match what I made up there last year, mm-hmm. I don't really want to go make fifty percent of that. I'd rather just race in the states, I think, yeah. and just try and send it as a privateer on a four fifty, and not even because of the the money. It's more so just because I want to race in the states. Still, it's. I, yeah. I feel like I still have a little bit of life left racing here. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, 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 I think I did not have you going two for two. Henry Miller too, another guy in your Henry's position. Been crushing Henry's it. been running well, and he ate shit in Minneapolis even. Uh, mm. You know what I mean? So good job for for Henry to come back from that. Um, I give Henry mad props because he's been bad off with injuries too for these past yep. couple of years. So yep. he really weeded cool. himself a, a couple of years ago there. So. Um, Hey, so let's talk about Phil a little bit uh, and, and Enzo. Uh, Enzo's fifth overall right now in points. Phil should have been fifth overall, but he's just an idiot and washed out his front end after taking out both Rockstar Energy Husky riders, by the way. Good job, Phil. Um, <laughs> hey, but, but for reals, both of those dudes are riding really well, man. Uh, and those are the guys that you're you're with every week. Like, props to the club team and Enzo and Phil right now. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's nice because, it, like I said before, it mm-hmm. kind of sets the bar. And, I mean – you can't really take KP out of that mix either. Nope, as soon as nope. KP gets a start, he's going to be right there too. But uh, I'm I'm trying to latch onto that group, and I've narrowed the gap a lot more. Yep. But uh, Enzo is very technically sound. It's it's pretty cool to watch him ride because of how yep. good he does the, the small things. He has an awesome riding style. His elbows are up. You know, he just he looks great on a bike. 
He did kind of have a trash pass on me this weekend. There was a yellow flag, and I was showing a little caution. And then he just ran me up in the berm, but no hard feelings. That was probably when he had no break. When he, he, he no, some... that was his excuse, but I'm like, okay, okay. well, you still did it, man. You ah. still sent it in to me. <laughs> okay. But I'm not mad about it. Right, that. right. Um, but, yeah, th- th- those guys are riding really well right now. And I, I don't know, man. Phil... Phil had less. Phil had one uh, more year than you did away from Supercross, and uh, he looks pretty good, man. It's, it's impressive, I gotta say. Yeah, Phil's been digging. Um, right. He he puts in the work. There's no other. I mean, he he rides more. He does more off the bike stuff mm-hmm. than than anyone else here. And I can't handle that amount of workload and still be Sparky on the bike. But that's that's his way of going yeah. about it. So yeah, I've I've just been trying to. I mean. When you don't have to work on the bike either, it kind of takes another factor out of it. But hundred uh, percent, no, for sure. So, are you like now with the, that we're in the season? Are you doing much bicycling? Do you do much gym work, or is it kind of just because, like you said, you got to work on the bike and you got to ride the bike, and that's the most important thing? And just, that's, it's been you know, like maybe two bike rides a week, and then I'll do like some warm up at the hotel gym and oh, so you just keep okay. my body movement. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I'll work out, but it's not like. A, a, a big training regimen, you know, maybe 30, 30 minutes a day or right. something, 30 or an hour, just try and keep my body feeling good and focus on nutrition. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, uh, you, so I, I was thinking like you weren't even really getting any bike rides in, but no, a couple of weeks <laughs> anyways. So, yeah, know. that's kind of the perk with living at club is it eliminates the distraction from any other outside life sources. So you really kind of, <laughs> if you have any free time, you can kind of dedicate it to yeah. yeah, you're just living in the cabin, one of those cabins there. Uh, uh, what do you do at night? Who's around you? Who, what, do you what, what do you end up doing? I used, you mentioned watching it on your iPad, but like, who's who's around there? Uh, I've, I've just been solo ranger lately. Uh, my roommate Cam just got back recently, so we hit it off pretty good. Cam's uh, a Mart's mechanic. Oh, okay. So yep. we, uh, we, we get along real good. We always go and do whatever together. Whether oh, is he the Canadian guy? Or, is he the Canadian? Yeah, Canadian guy. Did he get back? He got back. Yep. Oh, okay. Oh. Thank God. Uh, by the way, did, is there is how much? Uh, it's Wednesday today, so I don't know how much you've been riding or around the guys since the uh, since Dallas. But you you've got to tell me what anybody's been saying about Troll's practice session. Have you heard about this set, practice session Troll had in Dallas? Is it when is it when he like rolled the the big rhythm section? I heard briefly on it. No, but... no, he crashed four times. In the second oh, no. session in Dallas, he crashed trying to ride around the whoops. Even, it was, oh no, it was a complete disaster. It's so. probably because Cam wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was rattled, right? <laughs> um, I haven't even heard about. Okay, it. Okay, really. well, I've been kind of out of it. You gotta ask. Are you riding today? Are you late, are you riding later today? Or are you riding tomorrow? No, I'm not riding today. But I'll I'll go up there and poke around. You you yeah. have to ask these guys. What about Trolls practice session? Because it was. <laughs> insane um for sale yeah but he got up from four crashes and then he said his best time so you know figured it out that's like uh that's like tanner ward just getting wrapped up in the Dude. wire in the super cross triple and then next lap fastest what about was that lesher that was riding on the beside him on the floor mm, i i don't know who was on it i just saw like like i said i don't even have the social so it's like usually oh. it's someone sending me a an did, iMessage of Did you see the view did you see the view from the guy's helmet cam of Tanner Ward jumping almost killing him? Yeah, I did and okay. it just looked like he fell out of the sky. Yes, yeah. So that was uh Lesher, I think, the privateer kid. Okay. Um 
Anyways, yeah, uh, uh, and then he catches his arm on the cord for the Which camera. I don't think, for fantasy guys, I don't think we should sleep on Lasher too much because he's made a 450 main event before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, no, a few. I, I think a like, couple of them. He yeah. might be a good pick. No, he might be all right. I, I got to say, yeah, going in Daytona. Uh, by the way, speaking of Daytona, do you like it? What do you think about Have you raced it before? Did, were you, did you do that before you got hurt? I have done Daytona twice, and it's went really bad both times, so okay. I don't know how I feel about coming into it. <laughs> Why has um, it gone? Well, you know what? The start is key, and you've gotten good starts. Um, yeah. I I hope that's that's what's been holding me back, but for some reason, just the ruts and the Supercross suspension, I, I think I associate it too much with an outdoor feel, and I'm always like, I just can never get comfortable. So this, yeah. this weekend, we're coming in with a different approach, just trying – be cozy with the track and then worry about going fast because that's kind of the approach I've had these past couple of rounds is just I don't really go out in the for, in the practice and try and pin it right away. I just want to get a feel for the riding, and then once that kind of comes, then I start pushing it a little more. You're like Chiz. Chiz is just yeah. riding. The first session, Chiz is, looks like he's barely trying. So He's got to get used to it a little bit. You can't just be expected to. <laughs> yeah. Well, the problem is you're 26. He's 36, but <laughs> – but anyways, and hey, why why does uh, Troll look so small on his bike? It's the same damn bike, and we can't figure this out. He looks just like a little kid, like an infant, dude. Yeah, what, what, what's the deal? Because it's the same frame as a, I don't know how much higher they can raise his foot pegs, right? Dude, I don't know. He's got, I, he's got like insoles in. He's got he's got higher foot pegs. He's got shorter bars. I mean, I don't I don't know what it is. I, I don't know either, man. I have no idea. It's, it's yeah. not like a two fifty and a four fifty are that different. No. No, they're not. Absolutely. Uh, thank you to the folks at Firepower, by the way, for coming on this podcast. Uh, do you need any Firepower stuff? Do you? Do you? They, I know uh, Club uses it, uh, but Marsh, if you need some yeah. some All batteries, right. if you need uh, chains, batteries, or oil, Firepower has got you covered. Over fifty years' experience in the industry. Uh, GDR Honda Club MX. Um, um, uh, a lot of guys, uh, SGB use uh, Firepower. They've got standard uh, mineral oil all the way to ester fortified full synthetic oil, all blended in the USA. They got chains made in Japan. They got uh, oil made by a leading uh, manufacturer out there. So FirepowerParts.com. They support privateers like Marshall and like other people. FirepowerParts.com. And speaking of privateers, Kay Clayson. Riding really well right now with his Maxxis tires out there on SGB Maxxis Honda team. Uh, whether it's mountain bike tires, whether it's dirt bike tires, Maxxis.com for more information. Uh, they, uh, they have the same tires that Cade's running right now, and, and that's another guy you ride with, Marsh. Yeah. Um, I definitely, we definitely spend a lot of time together at club, but I don't, Cade's not one of the model riders. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> Cade's not one of the guys I'm videoing trying to no, ride. No, like, no, he's, he's loose, right? Uh, he, he definitely is loose on the bike. Yeah, no, but hey, man, he's riding good. Like he's, he is yeah. riding really good. Anytime you can make a 450 main event, yep. there's no room to knock anyone at no, that point. No, absolutely not. And uh, it took him a call after his Oakland thing. It took him a little bit to get back on track, but he did. Props to him, and uh, he's riding really well. So good yeah, job. Yeah, Kate is a really good rider. Uh, yeah, and man, you think about him too. Like from when he got back off his suspension, uh, it didn't look very good at times. Um, but uh, you know, yeah. Anyways, um good now so uh marshall weldon on the uh, on the privateer show so uh going further back marsh you did mx2 mm-hmm. uh you did emx i believe one year then mx2 in europe um and then you aged out of that what do you think about when you look back at your time in europe and racing there like what i've done one of these with you uh since then mm-hmm. but um like do you do you look back fondly on it do you do you wonder what if do you do you wish you had another shot at it do you, would you have done things differently or are you are you happy with the way things have gone 
I I think I'd I'd kind of max it out really. Okay. Uh, I the first year at EMX, I think I had more potential for better results that I kind of just blew on my own. Uh, I think I could have been closer to a championship contender instead of I, I ended up getting fourth in the championship. Mm-hmm. Then the following year, um, the only regret I have is not quitting the because I rode for two teams that year in MX2. I rode for a Honda team and then I rode for a Kawasaki team. And the first team I signed with just it was just one of those deals where things just didn't pull through with mm-hmm. the, the with the agreement. So. Um, the only regret I have is not ending that sooner and getting to the Kawasaki team faster. I feel like if I could have had more time on the F and H team, I could have had better results. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, my, from a financial standpoint, I, I, I mean, I broke even being there. It wasn't like I had really much of a opportunity to, to make money, but, uh, I, that's the only real kicker. I don't really look back in the MX one career. I don't think. I was ready for that, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I could have performed on that level. I think now, I think if I had the proper setup and preparation, I think I could be a contender for the races, but not not like a top five guy. But I think I could be pretty good. But um, I don't know. I think I think the Europe thing kind of just ran its course. I wouldn't mind going back and mm-hmm. racing some one-off races whenever I get the opportunity. Yeah. But with travel restrictions, it just kind of makes it crappy. Yeah, for sure. I admire that you, um, like you, you, uh, you're scrappy. Like, hey, I I got to go to Europe to get a ride and 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 do that. Okay, I'll do that. Hey, I got to mm. go to Canada to make money. Hey, I'll go do that. Like, and and now you're like, uh, I gotta go. I gotta get supercross, and you gotta you gotta teach an old dog new tricks. And you know, like we said, you gotta be better than before. I admire that. Like, you've, you know, you've done all this to to um, you know, just make a living racing your motorcycles. And uh, I think it's kind of cool. Like, it's look. Would you love to be a uh, top amateur and then just ride for Geico and then ride for Factory Honda? Of course, right. But um, what you have done? Yeah, that's it, obviously right, what you want. Right, that, that'd be the best. Right, but what you have done, Marsh, is you've got so much life experience, and uh, I, again, like it, it doesn't pay the mortgage. But I think that part of your deal is cool, you know. And, and this is, yeah. I went, you know, I, I lost my job as a mechanic like in '98, and I couldn't really find a team to hire me. At least nothing good. I went to oh, Europe. I, I went to Germany to go do that German Supercross series with a KTM team. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I did. I lived in Europe for like three months, right? Um, I hated it. It was miserable. But I'm s- glad I did this stuff in my life. Germany, yeah, you could have probably picked a better location <laughs> in the wintertime. <laughs> yeah, well, it was a tough go, dude. I was making uh, – this was Deutschmarks, right, before the Euro. I was making like 800 Deutschmarks a month or something, 200 bucks a week or I don't, whatever yeah, it was. Maybe I was making yeah. more. Maybe I was making more. No, I think I was Not making – sorry. I was making 1,200 DM. But then like you go out for dinner and it was 50 Deutschmarks. You know what I mean? Like for a pizza and a Coke or something. And I'm just like, wait, what? Like I, I just – I made no money. But anyways, I'm glad I did it. And, and I'm sure, you know, I, so, you know, having acknowledged, Marsh, that the Honda – factory Honda ride is better, are you still happy with your path here in the sport? No, I, I, I really am. I've been given every opportunity that I could imagine from uh, my dad at a younger age. He he gave me the opportunity to race Loretta's two years um, to go race and – and tries and i you know like i'll forever appreciate how much support he's given me from then until now throughout the years like he's he's definitely what you know i've i've separated from him since i was since i went to europe basically mm-hmm. yep um from the support but he's always you know been like he over supports me he's like 
you know, he'll tell me like in main three, I rode really good. It's like, no, I didn't dad, but thank you. you, <laughs> thank, know, you. Like, yeah, yeah. But thank you. But no, you know, he just, it's cool to have him. And I, I feel like I've been given every opportunity that I can. So I don't feel sorry for myself in any way because I don't feel like I've been robbed of anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you don't I, you don't sit around being like, oh, the sport made me go to Europe and the sport made me go to Kent. Like nothing like that. You're like, no, I, yeah. I feel like I've been given opportunities. I've never been on an elite level factory team in the states mm-hmm. to have that to gauge off of. But I'm still working towards that, and I think it's it's still obtainable for me. If I didn't, then I wouldn't still be going for it. But I I feel like if I'm you know racing, if I'm calling myself a professional racer, then I got to find a way to stay sharp and stay racing. You know, mm-hmm. you can't just sit there and wait around and hope that it comes because, in, you know, you got to prove it. You got to prove it. So, mm-hmm. do you uh, do you think you'll do nationals this summer in America if the Canadian thing doesn't happen, or would you look for money races to hit and kind of pick and choose different ways to to make some money, or do you think you'll load in a van and, and do the do the twelve rounds? So I think uh, I think a tentative goal is to race probably nine of the 12 on a 450 yep. um, out of the van. I don't really know how I'm going to make that work yet. Right. Uh, but that's my goal is to do that and then see kind of where it goes. Maybe hit a couple Canadian rounds in between. Uh, if some crazy deal comes up in Canada that looks great, then mm-hmm. maybe go that way. Yep. But uh, I think my set plan right now is to do 450 in the States. I, I still don't have any bikes set up or anything, so – still a lot of uh a lot of pieces to fill there but i I don't feel like doing the first three rounds are maybe very smart for me just because financially yeah financially and getting out there i'm not stationed out there and you know it's not not easy to live on the road for a month and get all your stuff ready to to race for the next couple following months after that so you can base yourself out of vegas here i'll take you out to western speedway and see if you can match my speed out there so (laughs) let's do it yeah we, we can try to figure it out um yeah it'll be interesting to see uh if anything comes for that um one of my uh uh regrets uh for the canadian series is that you never did race phil in mx1 did you yeah i never got the chance no no yeah i really wanted to see that happen uh and see him uh flip off uh you and get mad at you or whatever so um, yeah his temper is just incredible he the things he gets mad about dude i heard i I, I uh, like obviously look. I pump him up. He's a friend of, my, of 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 mine, and he's a good friend of yours. And we make fun of him, and you know we I've given him this publicity because he's a, such a he's a good guy and he's funny. But like legit, like I got a text. Uh, was it from you? I don't want to out you here, but what about he won't making? To this yeah, he won't. A good point. Um, who was he not making fun of that kid's shoes or something? Like freaking oh, out. Oh, oh, the Gucci flip. The Gucci flip flops. <laughs> Like, why are you doing this, Phil? And then I talked to somebody else. It was, I think it was you. I, I confirmed yeah, the story. I confirmed the story with someone else, and they're like, dude, he was just ripping into this kid, like, for no reason. Like, wh- yeah, the poor kid just said, I don't know, he made, just, he made a financial decision to buy some Gucci flip flops, and he wears them around club. <laughs> so I, I poked the fire. I mean, I'm really the culprit here. As he walked in, obviously, Phil doesn't know what Gucci flip flops right, looks like. True. So I go, Oh, Gucci flip flop guy, and then Phil <laughs> this his ears perked up and said, "What? <laughs> Why are you spending that money?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even it's... today, he flipped out on Enzo because I guess he locked Enzo locked his van for I don't know. It's like you know, it's a habit. You leave your car sometimes and you just lock it. Yep. So Enzo did that at club. He locked his 
van and Phil freaked on him because he couldn't get his sparkling water when he, he needed on him. Like, <laughs> relax, man. Jesus. Yeah, like, I, I, you know, like, it, it, Enzo, it's at club, so leaving it open is perfectly safe, but it was just a habit. Uh, yeah, it's just like a habit. Like, yeah, you don't need to worry about locking in that club, but I do that all the time. Like, I'll get out, boop, boop, you don't, you know, right. like. And, and, he, and he couldn't get his sparkling water. Yeah, he's tweaking over sparkling water. Yeah, no, the guys. Angry, and then after, man. like, I look at him, and we kind of like have this awkward stare of like ten seconds, and it's like, oh yeah, maybe that was a little bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's great. Uh, the Forkner thing and and the Jordan Smith cartwheeling bike. I couldn't have made any round one any better for us in the press box. <laughs> it could not have been any better. I mean, honestly, the, what what would have been ideal was Jordan's bike actually cleaning Phil out without him even seeing it. I don't wish. Feel any harm? And Phil being okay, of course. Yes, and Phil being okay because then he'd just be like, "Welcome back to Death Cross," where a guy's cartwheeling bike just cleans, yeah. you, cleans you off the off your bike. But anyways, well, I, I mean, the whole situation with Hampshire this weekend, I th- I didn't know how it went because I was at the bottom of the tunnel. Yeah, and all of a sudden, him and Phil collided. But I rewatched, and it was definitely RJ's fault. It, it was. But, it was. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, but I, I was like, "Damn, what happened?" And then and then Phil had that last vein where he just tucked the front. Mm-hmm after the dragons back in the same spot I'm like geez yeah and then he took but, and he so took out phenomenal. styles and he took out styles he's a track menace that's what he is he's a menace on the track <laughs> guy needs to retire uh, uh thank you to the folks at maxis firepower and namira roost uh fxr and race tech of course uh fxr stuff's been looking good man i like that white stuff you wore uh with the gold on it uh that looked pretty good i'm not a fan of that cotton candy stuff that we saw at mm-hmm. one, it's, it's definitely but, a little loud yeah but it's been good it's been a good, been a good look. So we got some cool stuff for this weekend. I think it looked good. Oh, nice! Uh, and March Banks is I've riding. Been told a fourth... I can't share. Oh. what it is. But yeah. Okay, All right, but yeah, you are getting it though. You are going to wear it. Yeah, I've yeah. got it. Yeah. March Banks is on a four fifty. Brandon shares racing. So yeah, yep, yep. It's a whole thing for club over there. Uh, um, yeah, March Banks not looking slow. He's. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It could be. Uh, could be a good weekend for Garrett. Well, hopefully. I mean, he feels good at that place. Obviously, he won there before, so. Um, all right, Marsh. Thanks for the time, man. I appreciate it. Uh, Privateer Island Life podcast. Um, like I said, man, we've done a couple of these before. Um, I had to. You, you've been really good. You've been really surprising to me. Um, you've been I getting getting into the mains pretty. Like I mean, obviously through the LCQs, but like at that in those, you've been riding great. Uh, and, and I think that's a surprise considering the last time we saw you in Soupy. So good job on the improvements. And and, and like you said, like I feel like. Uh, some people could probably learn from this. Like you said, you, you, you put the bike, you put the time in on the bike. First of all, you got your body fixed. It's still bugging you, but you, you corrected a problem that you had with your shoulder. Mm-hmm. That was step one. Like you spent the money and the time to do the rehab and to get it fixed. Then you said, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to get a good bike. So you got twisted doing it. Uh, Enzo, you know, like your, your, your bike is mm-hmm. good. And then you've been riding all the time, like you said. So, like, I feel like these privateers, like, that's a really good combo. Make sure you're healthy. Make sure your bike has got stuff that works. And then ride your balls off. That's not rocket science. And I feel like you've, that, that's your three ways of getting better, huh? Yeah, yeah. I've really just tried to simplify it. Just because, right. you know, I was living off the property at Club MX. I was living in Charlotte. And I'd like, you know what, I need to just make my life as simple as possible if I'm going to try and do all this. So I, I moved to the facility and got a shop here and it's like just yeah. one focus, you know, yeah. one goal, one focus. Yeah. No, I like it, man. Uh, so good job. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it, Marsh. We'll see you. Well, actually I'm not going to Daytona, so I will. Really? Nah, yeah. 
I'm not going. I'm taking a weekend off. It's been been eight uh, weeks, you bro. Deserve it. Thank yeah, you. That's a long time. Thanks, Marsh. Uh, yeah. We'll get, we'll get uh, we'll see you in Detroit though. That's for sure. Uh, thanks for doing this. Yeah, man. home race in Detroit. We'll see you. Yep. See ya. Thank you. Bye. Bye.